Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Well, 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 look who I dragged in here. Oh, do we need to go through microphone etiquette? Yeah, Yeah, you got to put your mouth a little bit closer to the mic, Daniel. Nope. Okay. Well, it's falling. Oh, okay. no. I'll hold it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me fix this for you. <laughs> I feel like a real podcaster now. I know. Okay. <laughs> we got her mic situated. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, as we all know, we have my assistant slash brand manager slash right hand in all things operations of the Emotional Entrepreneur and Scouts Agency. We have Danielle Doan. You want to say hi? Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Are you nervous? A little bit. Is this a, a role reversal for you? Extremely. I'm normally on the back end of things, watching everything behind the scenes, so it's a little weird being up with you on yeah. the mic. So. But, but this is what we do all the time. It's just a little bit of a difference because I'm not spewing out random things in a Zoom <laughs> meeting and like running us off the rails and not being focused. No, I'm excited. This will be fun. Finally, people will get to see what it's like to work for you in the behind the scenes of your everyday life, basically. Yes. And um, just to preface, you are a yes woman, Danielle. So you are a huge hype woman and a big cheerleader. But today, you get to be very honest and it will not go against (laughs) your job performance. (laughs) Well, thank you. But I do love working for you and it's a dream. So I know. There's, yeah. There's no other way I'd do it. Working together is the best. Okay, so we're going to go over a lot of things in this episode. We're going to talk about how we met. We're going to talk about how you finally joined full-time since you started as an intern, Mm -hmm. what it's like to work for me, the the behind-the-scenes of the Emotional Entrepreneur and Scott's agency, the evolution that you've seen, because like you were my first intern, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, So let's take it back. I'll start from my perspective, (laughs) and then you can give your perspective as to how you started working for me. So... I started the agency February 2019, Mm -hmm. and I went full-time like three months after that, Mm -hmm. and so right away I did what any business owner does, and they like hire a free intern, Um, and I hired someone, but like I think she talked to me like twice after I hired her, and then she like just ghosted me, so I, I didn't really have a real person on my team at that point or any help. It really just what it really was just me running eight podcast tours and then I decided for whatever fucking reason which is so random to me because I'm not a sorority girl right Mm -hmm. I was like where can I find a good intern so I was like you know what I'm gonna go onto USD's Instagram (laughs) I'm gonna find one of their uh sorority Instagrams and I'm just gonna start DMing a couple of the girls that are tagged and um I slid into your DMs can you (laughs) can you talk about this experience for you um, I remember exactly where I was. I was in Lily Adele's boutique, LA. No in, way. In the valley. Wait, I, was, I didn't know that. That's yeah, so fitting. I was shopping with my best friend and I get a DM from you and I kind of was a little hesitant. I was like, 
is this like a scam or like what? Like, I, <laughs> Is this a Craigslist serial killer? <laughs> like I just, I had never been slid into the DMs for a job before. So I like, of course. I go, clearly knew what the <laughs> fuck I was doing. <laughs> well, now it, it was like what, 2019? Yeah, 2019. I feel like that was fitting for the time. I like, think so. It's like, you know, first entrepreneur doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you want someone who's kind of social savvy yeah. and cool and all that. But um so we were shopping and I got the dm and I first checked out your instagram saw you were legit not like a creeper or like a man or anything like that and I responded and I told my friend I was like do I do this like I had already had an internship for the summer but I honestly just wanted to get any type of advice any type of learning from anyone who would teach me anything just I didn't know what I wanted to do I was confused I was I think going to my senior year of college that summer and I just wanted exposure and experience and anything I could get my hands in. So I said, yeah. And I was remote with you because you were in San Diego and I was in LA back at home for the summer. And then we met one day at the little cafe. Do you know what's gone now? Post-pandemic, they closed it down. Mimi's Cafe. Aww. They replaced it with this restaurant that charges you $24 for a salad that oh, has like two things. That's in the horrible. Salad. Yeah, it's not ideal. Okay, so back anyways, back to that. So we were we didn't meet in person. No. Or did we meet like, no, 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 we never met in person because no, you cause, were home for the summer. Yeah. Right. So we were remote together and then I went to Italy. Mm-hmm, I remember that. I went to Italy with my husband. It was like our first abroad trip. I've told this story so many times. If you listen to this podcast or if you read my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, I tell this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time going on this amazing international trip with my husband and I was plagued with anxiety the entire time because my business was too new and I wasn't taking a vacation. I had to work throughout the thing, but it was yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day being like, I wonder if Danielle can help me out with some list building. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I emailed you frantically in Italy. You're like, yeah, no problem. I can do that. And you just jumped in Mm -hmm. and helped so significantly that it was my first experience with having support in a team environment within Mm -hmm. my business, which was so amazing. And then I dug up my old journal. By the way, how old were you then? Um, it must've been just 21. 21? Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't remember like celebrating your 21st with you. Yeah. No. Cause I was, I'm in, I'm a January baby. Okay. So yeah. So you just turned 21. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking through my old journals and I had journaled, I'm about to go meet my intern. And I think we met in probably around August. I think it was. Yeah. It was sometime over the summer. Cause then I remember I was going to come work in the, in the little Italy office when I got back to school and have like an internship with credits. Yeah. So we got you credits at USD mm-hmm. since I was like, I can't be a total slave laborer over here. <laughs> I got you credits at USD, um, but you were my first, you were like technically my first hire, quote mm-hmm. unquote, the first team member of Scott's agency before I even hired at that point, Naomi, my best friend Naomi used to work for me. So I hired Naomi in August. Yes. I remember yeah. we were texting or emailing or something and you were telling me you were thinking about bringing Naomi on and you were like, oh, I'm so excited for you to meet her in person. And yeah. Then we were all together in the office. Yeah. Okay. So you interned for about, you interned for those two semesters, for fall semester and spring semester 2020. No, you brought me on later at 2020 as an independent contractor. But you were, you always worked, you know, you interned, okay, no, you interned for me uh, fall 2019. And then because you were so good, I paid you the next semester. Yes. And it was but, right before COVID hit that. Yes. But you took a month off because you went to London and you were like yes. living your best life in London. <laughs> okay. So what was it like that year, let's say, interning and then being an independent contractor working for me? We had an office in Little Italy. This was mm-hmm. like new, 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 new vibes of Scouts Agency. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. Well, honestly, I loved coming into the office because I felt kind of like a full-time employee. Like, yes, when I was going into offices for an internship, I kind of knew it was temporary. Like I knew I was going to disappear after so many months. And, but just the way you guys had your company culture set up, like between you, Naomi, and the other interns that were coming in every few days or so, I just felt like at home and like this was like a happy, great place to be a part of and to work and to, it excited me. It lit me up and it made me want to be there and made me want to put in the effort and show up every day. So that was honestly like, I feel like this was my first like real job experience besides the internships, just because of how I felt walking in every day to the office and like working one-on-one with you and Naomi and everybody else. And, um, 
yeah, so that was just an incredible experience for me. And I'm so grateful I never passed up the working for you remotely <laughs> over that summer. Um, but then going full-time independent contractor, not that being You were full-time. No, no. You were like part-time. Part yeah, yeah. But being that switch from independent con or um, intern to an independent contractor, not that the money made any different, but like I kind of felt like, not that I had a more of a purpose, but I was like, okay, like now I have to show up. Like mm. interns, everyone can just be like, oh, I'm sick. I can't come in and like nothing will happen. But an independent contractor, I felt like more of a responsibility to show up, which kind of made me feel good inside. Like, oh, I'm needed. This, I am not just working on my, like working alone. I'm, I have someone else relying on me to do something. And that felt really great too. Knowing yeah. that I wasn't just working a few hours here and there every week on random projects, but like I was continuing to build on projects too, which was great. I remember before I hired you as the independent contractor part-time on a paying basis, it was a big mm -hmm. decision for me because I'd only had like one real employee at that point, which was also a big decision. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember one day, I was it was a Thursday, and I was so stressed because the business was expanding. I was so new to all this. Mm -hmm. Our revenue was going up. Our client load was going up. And I had like 10 hours of work that I just had to get done in the next day, and I didn't know how I was going to get done. And I remember feeling as if I remember thinking like I wonder if Danielle could do this and help me out again same moment as the Italy moment mm -hmm. and I asked you and it was just a no questions asked you got it done you 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 stepped up to the to the role to this what is it to the plate to the plate <laughs> my pregnancy brain we'll talk about it later <laughs> stepped up to the plate and I felt as if I mean I remember emailing your mom because <laughs> Truly, I now understand. I mean, I have been so fortunate, let's first say. I've been so fortunate to have brought people onto the Scouts Agency team who want to be here, who are, mm -hmm. have incredible work ethic, who are very talented, who bring a lot to the culture, who I can trust. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw in you something very, very special and unique that like the other interns weren't exhibiting or other independent contractors that I contracted for like a short little project weren't exhibiting. And that mm -hmm. was this fierce, loyal dedication and just the fact that I can trust you, the fact that if something goes wrong and I mm -hmm. need an extra helping hand, I can trust you. And that's something that I've been very mindful of as a boss because I do think you have the ability to maybe go against your boundaries sometime mm -hmm. and people please in that. And so I'm always really conscious of that because that's how I was when I was in my early 20s working and I got taken advantage of in times. But yeah knowing like for a, for an entrepreneur or a boss to know that they have someone on their team that they can trust when shit hits the, hits the fan mm -hmm. is a blessing beyond blessing in such a rare situation. So I emailed mm -hmm. your mom and I was like, your daughter is amazing. <laughs> I love her so much. Okay. So then I offered you a full-time job. Yes. And you rejected me. <laughs> Talk about that moment for you, Danielle. It was probably the hardest no I ever had to give in my entire life. Like I I remember saying no and just immediately feeling that sense of, fuck, I made the wrong decision. But it was at the time where it was during COVID and you wanted me to pee in San Diego. And at that time, I just wasn't ready to go back to San Diego. Not that San Diego didn't feel like home, but it just didn't feel like my place. And I loved it. I spent three great years here going to school and making so many memories and all that, but just didn't feel right to move back. And I, of course, I respected her decision. I wouldn't want it any other way for her. I'm so glad she was able to find someone to fill that role. Um, but that was really, really hard. And yeah, I just, it was, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So you turned down the role because I wanted you to be living in San Diego with mm -hmm. me. She wanted, you wanted to live in Los Angeles, but that was for an account manager role, I know. which is very different from the role you have. So honestly, like, thank God you turned it down yes. because the role that you're in now with me is perfect mm -hmm. and so much more well-suited for you and well-suited for me to have you always in my ear with me. Um, so it wasn't until then December 2020 mm -hmm. where I felt things picking up in mm -hmm. the agency and I felt as if I needed a potential assistant to help me manage things because at that point I was running the business and I was still taking on clients. Yeah. Um, so I had one account manager. I had Lexi, who is now our senior account manager, mm -hmm. working part-time on my client workload, mm -hmm. but I needed help. And then I was thinking of like doing this book, et cetera. So yes. I called you in December <laughs> and I was like, hey, would you leave your job if I offered you a job in a couple months? 
no, I remember you texted me and you were like, how's the new job going or something? And of course, everyone is like, oh, it's great, even though in real life I hated it. I hated my life working there. And so I responded. I was like, oh, I love it. It's great, whatever. And you were like, oh, well, I have a job for you if you want. And I was like, hold the phone. Like, <laughs> let's back up. <laughs> like, yes, I want that job. <laughs> I talked to you in the parking lot of UTC. <laughs> okay, so we got on a call, but I wasn't, I couldn't, this was when I was really new. So I was still new. I was still yeah. like a year and a half in, but I was still not comfortable with the idea of scaling and building a team. Mm-hmm. So I offered you a job and I was like, it might, I, I was like, if I hire you in three months, maybe. But that was perfect, <laughs> honestly, because then I had a timeline for myself and then I could give a good timeline to my current position to be like, okay, I'm leaving. You have so many weeks to find somebody to replace yeah. me. Yeah. So that it honestly kind of worked out for the best. Yeah. So I hired you, I think I told you like mid-February mm-hmm. and your start date was March 15th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So uh, your start date was in Palm Springs because every year now, I guess it's a tradition that we celebrate the agency's birthday yes. on a vacation or a team retreat, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So you met me at the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. Oh, yes. It was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> That was a good weekend. That was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. It was good because then I got to meet the girls, the other girls on the team, and really bond with them. And um, I know Palm Springs has, holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. So that was kind of nice to be like, okay, now we have a little special place in your heart too in Palm Springs. Yeah. Okay, so coming back, because you came back about a year later. Yeah. What was the difference in the vibe of the agency and the way it was run? What What kind of difference did you see? Well, I also think because I had such a different role, I wasn't working like client list building and doing more client facing things. I was more on your side of things. I I loved it because my days are never the same. It's always something different. It's always something fun. And like when you have an, an idea, you come to me and you're like lit up and like so enthusiastic about whatever it is you're thinking about. So I love that you're so passionate about it because then it translates into me and I'm like oh my god this is gonna be the best thing ever like whether if it works or doesn't work it it always is just so exciting to be working on and I love that part that it's something new and fun and I know that whatever we're doing is going to hold a long impact on the emotional entrepreneur and I feel like at that time it wasn't even we thought it was just going to be a book yeah so at that time you started March 15th I finished writing the book March 14th the Mm -hmm. day before so you kind of came on with the idea that you would be my assistant so that I could launch this book and manage the agency and do all that stuff. And then it was like, oh, wait, now I need someone to manage the agency. So I brought Heather on, the director of clients. Mm-hmm. But you were the first hire that I felt as if snowballed the expansion. Because mm-hmm. at the end of that year, we were a completely different agency than we were when you started in March. Oh, yeah. For 2021. Yeah. Would you agree? Totally. 100%. What's the difference between the agency now than when you started with your full-time position? Um, I definitely feel like you were way more, not involved, you're still very involved in the agency, but I feel like you are now able to step away and mm-hmm. work on things for yourself and work on your personal brand and the emotional entrepreneur um, while Heather is able to really be in the nitty-gritty of clients and the day-to-day and um, anything agency-related. So I think it's honestly such a fitting role for you because now you really get to do what you love. Yeah. Not that you don't love working on the agency, but I think the emotional entrepreneur is just something so special to you. And yeah. it's so different from anything anyone has ever done before. And I think you're such a great pioneer for that, that Thank it you. just fits you so well. So yeah. I love working on this stuff with you. Yeah, it feels like the, like when, for me, it feels like when we started, I did everything, even though there were people on the team. And now, yes. I mean, even before we hopped on this recording we were having a call about refining the system of operations and the delegation systems even further Mm -hmm. because as the owner it's so easy for me to have my hands in all the pots but that leads to burnout it leads to confusion it doesn't lead to it doesn't lead to clarity and vision and precision and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of been my biggest learning with growing a team having Mm -hmm. you and Heather is that I can do it all but that's not going to yes. run the engine the right way yeah. and so getting really clear on what all of our roles are and making sure we're all set up to succeed in those roles is top of mind for yes. me right now and I think everyone is really stepping into their roles everyone, totally all of us which is really cool to see people mm-hmm. kind yeah. of stand out in their own way and excel in certain areas mm-hmm. where others may not mm-hmm. so I kind of love seeing everybody come into their full power yeah okay so the fun juicy questions what is it like working for me 
Well, pre-pregnancy, pre <laughs> during like pregnancy now is very, very different scout. But well, let's I'll, start there. What's the difference between pre-pregnancy <laughs> and pregnancy scout? Pre-pregnancy, it was like there was a new idea at least once a week, <laughs> minimum once a week. But it wasn't. They were all such good ideas, and even if we didn't fully full throttle go into that idea, we incorporated it in some other way into the the emotional entrepreneur. So I loved that part. Was there was always something new and exciting to be working on. Pregnant Scout is a little more sleepy, <laughs> but definitely like gets her shit done. Is a fucking boss when it comes to it still, and it's just at a different pace, which is totally good. Like yeah. everyone has their seasons, so this is just a sleepy season. AKA Danielle has not had to work as much <laughs> in the last couple of months because I. But you've you you feel me uh, gearing up. You feel me gearing up a little bit. I was just telling Heather before we hopped on, like. I feel like I am now having to rev myself back up, yeah. back up to like normal speed because everything's have been more slow and a little bit more casual and just not as, not crazy, but like fast. Yes. Fast pace. I was going to say was. my normal pace, I don't think is quite normal on. No, you're accelerated. Like, yeah. I'm to very the max. accelerated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what would someone be like? I have this, I don't, I don't want to say persona on mm-hmm. this podcast and in my book or on Instagram, but you know, you are different in different roles in your life and yeah. being a podcast host and being an emotional support for people through entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. writing my book, running an agency. There's, there's different facets of me. And mm-hmm. I think that I've always felt, um, as if there was a huge, huge part of me that I believe consumes my identity, which is someone who is very work hungry naturally, someone Mm -hmm. who can handle a lot on her plate, someone who is a generator, someone who is an executor, someone who's constantly dreaming, who doesn't need to be motivated. I'm, if you let me go, I go pretty, pretty loud and far and fast, Mm -hmm. but I've always felt as if that part of me isn't really shown or seen to too many people. Like mm-hmm. someone on my team literally didn't think I was type A and I had, I like still think about that today. I'm like, how, <laughs> what, what? I'm offended, right? Yeah. They're like you're so chill. I was like, it's so weird to me, Danielle. And I would love you to shed some light on this because mm-hmm. I feel as if you are one of the very, very rare few people who see both sides of me because mm-hmm. I see myself primarily as the intense version, but yeah people see me as the chill version and it's very confusing to me can you talk about the realities of who I am as an entrepreneur and a CEO so I think you in the podcast online like when you show up on Instagram all those places I think you give off this like oh I don't really care I don't really give a fuck I'm very chill like I'm very go with the flow type of person but in business I think that's your masculine kind of comes out and you're like I don't fuck around I'm gonna get my shit done like it's we're gonna do this to the max or it's not gonna happen at all and so me being on that side I see those that side of you and you are not you are very very type a like (laughs) like very much so and I love that because I'm super indecisive so having somebody who's like I know exactly what I want I know how I want to do it like boom 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 like that's super helpful for me because I'm kind of learning to be more like that which I love Mm -hmm. because that's not something I'm normally like so you definitely have both sides, I think, but in business, you are 100% like type A. Yeah. And you don't, you will say if some, if you, if I did something you don't like, you'll tell me. Like not in a rude way at all. You're very like, oh, I like, I would prefer this over this. And it's like, okay, great. Like, let's do it. Yeah. There's no, but, which is great because I need that direction and I love that because then I learn from it and now I feel like I really know your personal brand. I can do things for you more now that I know exactly how you like it. Can you tell when I'm stressed? I don't really think so. Wow. It's so crazy to me. I think I really, really give off a different exterior than interior many times. Yeah, no, I don't think I can tell when you're stressed because I feel like you're always just like in the zone when we're talking business or like when I'm in the Mm. office with you or... It's pretty Um, crazy because when we're not talking business, I am like, 
super goofy and uh silly and talking about Botox or some (laughs) crazy shit or getting my eyebrows or whatever I'm talking about. And then when I feel like I need to zone in on business, I I truly feel like I change operating systems. Yeah. I tell you all the time, I think you're one of the funniest people I know. I know. uh, Maddie, my sister, did you hear that? She doesn't think I'm funny. (laughs) Like, I'm like, uh, my mom thinks I'm funny. Danielle thinks I'm funny. (laughs) It's always like when we're in the car, like, again, talking about whatever on Zoom, like, that's when those lines hit. And it's like, I love it because it's like, you're not trying to be funny. You're just naturally funny. Well, that's something that I appreciate so much in you is Mm -hmm. that I have a really big difficulty and it's a reason, it's something I try to change the paradigm on a lot, especially in our business, is Mm -hmm. I hate the idea, I know we talked about this a little bit in this podcast, that you are a different type of person depending on where you're at. Yeah. But there is a through line between all of those. I mm-hmm. hate how uh, some of the current work culture and other businesses, yeah. you are a completely fucking different person from yeah. five to nine than you are from nine to five. And yeah. in that nine to five, because of or in the name of professionalism, you have to act a certain way, say certain things, yeah. hold back a part of yourself. And so something that I do naturally because I feel as if it's inauthentic to not be myself at all times, like different facets come out. Yeah. And sometimes I beat myself up over this and I wonder if I should do this, but in meetings as the CEO, you'll, you'll see me, you'll hear my personal stuff. I find that you and I work better together when you know where I'm emotionally at or physically at or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause my previous job before I came to work for you, it was totally like corporate America. Yeah. I was not Danielle that I am here at yeah. Scouts Agency. I was a very contrived, polite, quiet girl who just did it as I was told and followed the rules and just got my work done and left. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, it was horrible. I will not go back. But <laughs> Yeah, that is like everything that I try to fight against. Not that I've ever even been in a situation like that mm-hmm. because I've kind of always been an entrepreneur, but I just had the hindsight that that doesn't feel good. Like no. it didn't feel good to you. No. It doesn't fucking feel good to anybody. No, and the corporate culture here is what really drew me back. Not that I wouldn't come work for you anyways, but I love... You mean the company culture? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have corporate culture here. <laughs> the company culture... The, <laughs> the company culture here... Um, is like everyone loves each other and cares about each other and really wants to just like be themselves. And I love that because it makes work fun. You're not, yeah. it's not boring. Yeah. Which that's like work can be boring sometimes. And having people you love and doing work with people you love like makes it so much better. Yeah, I agree. It makes it worth showing up. Yeah, that's my whole point. It's why I can never work like... That's why I created this because I mm-hmm. didn't want that environment for myself. So why would I create an environment where only I have access to that good stuff, but my yeah. team doesn't? That doesn't make sense to me. But what I appreciate so much is that for me to work with someone as intimately as you and I work with, because mm-hmm. you know I am pretty close to everybody on the team. We have oh. a new, we have new people, new people. So it takes a little bit to yeah. get as close as I am to some uh, some of the other women here, but. I am so close to everybody on the team, but Mm -hmm. there is a difference between the interactions I have with account managers versus you because we're not working on the same set of to-do lists Mm -hmm. or projects together. You're in my ear. I'm in your ear eight hours a day. I'm Mm -hmm. slacking you. I'm texting you. I'm calling you. I'm doing you intimately know my calendar. You run my calendar. You know all the projects. So that position for me I have to be able to be myself and I have never and I just this is rare and so I want to just tell you how much I love you in this moment I've never felt like I can't be me ever like I feel like I can be the crazy high-strung type a serious (laughs) boss and the person talking about like how big my boobs are getting in (laughs) pregnancy you know what I mean like yeah I I can be all of me with you and that's Mm -hmm. so important in a role like this like it's so important because if I can't if I feel like I have to filter myself around Mm -hmm. someone who is running my operations every day it doesn't work and so I can get insecure about Mm -hmm. how much of myself I am in business but I never get insecure about it with you well, thank you. That makes yeah. me so happy because yeah. also I feel like I can be myself with you and with the rest of the team. But yeah, I also always try to remember like you're my boss. You're not my friend. Like no matter how great of a relationship we have, like you are my boss. And I always like to keep that in the back of my mind. That's like, probably good. Yeah. Like I hope no one on the team forgets that either because you do kind of. I can I can blend the lines. And you're right. And it doesn't feel good 
to me, it, it's difficult for me to hold space to be a boss and to uh, provide a job and mm-hmm. a company culture and work and all this stuff and have to do the friend stuff. So it, yeah. it can be a difficult uh, line that can get crossed. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like we've all done a really good job about being there for one another when we need it, but also yeah. respecting like you and Heather, who are obviously above all of us. Yeah. And well, giving everyone respect. And- ugh, I hate the word above all of us, but we're the we're bosses. Yes. We're, we're in charge. Higher up. We're, we're uh, management. Yeah, we're management. Yeah, we're the boss. Even, <laughs> even the word boss, I have, I have difficulties saying. Yeah. Heather noted that pretty early on. Oh. Um, because it, it makes me feel... Like, like yeah, and I don't, I don't like that. And yeah. there's a lot of truth to that, right? Like yeah. I make the decisions and all that stuff. But yeah. I need, I need, to, I want to like create new terms yeah. <laughs> for this whole thing because all of it feels icky to me. But yes, thank you for putting that in place because I might not put it as in place yes. as I should. Okay, what's one thing that either you were shocked to learn about me or surprised to learn about me as a boss? There's that word, as a boss. Mm-hmm. That maybe other people would be would not know about me or would be surprised to hear? I think that you're funny. Like, <laughs> like on OK Sis, like, you and Maddie are both funny, and I feel like mm-hmm. your banter is, can bring it out, but, like, you alone are just really naturally funny. Like, you're not trying either, which is my favorite part. <laughs> like, I love people who are like that, who can just drop one-liners and, like, <laughs> the car will go nuts. Like, everyone's cracking up. So I think that, but let me think of something. What about, like, my work style? Or my leadership style. Leadership's a better word than boss, I feel okay. like. Yes, I agree. Um, you're, you kind of just take charge. Like, you know what you want, and I love that about you. Like, you're not, like, you're, I don't think I've ever heard you say, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you're so like, right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. I think it's always, like, either what do you think, asking me to put my two cents into it and try and figure it out myself, or you'll give me a definitive answer, and I love that. Like, you, you just know exactly what you want, and you're you always are just so serious and you're a go-getter and I love that. And I think I, I've learned so much from you and I appreciate that. I love seeing those qualities in you because I want to be just like you, honestly. Like I, you are a huge mentor to me and you always have been since you. we started. Yeah. So like back in 2019, like I've always seen you as somebody I want to be just like in business. Yeah. Well, I've, I've told you this multiple times that I see a lot of me in you when mm-hmm. I was your age, you have a speed to mm-hmm. you that is insane, which I have Thank as you. well. We're both extremely, extremely fast. I can probably finish three days of work in one mm-hmm. for the most part. We both aren't the best with small, small, small details. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, you yeah. and I aren't the yeah. best at it, which is not, not a winning combo for the two of us, <laughs> but everything else is great. Um, <laughs> and we both have a really intense work ethic. It's the same work ethic I had when I was your age. Mm-hmm. And we both can be people pleasers Mm -hmm. and maybe lose ourselves and not stand up for ourselves at Mm -hmm. times, or at least that happened to me a lot. It's less now because I I don't have anyone to report to, so I don't have to do that, which is kind of why I do what I do. But I'm always really, really cognizant of just because you make yourself available Mm -hmm. at every hour of the day, (laughs) I don't take you up on that because... I know what that leads to long term Mm -hmm. and I don't ever want to take advantage of someone who is eager and willing and excited because Mm -hmm. it can very quickly turn to burnout and control and you feeling like you always have to be online and at my beck and call. Mm -hmm. So I'm always cognizant of that because I've felt that way in my past and it's a terrible, terrible, terrible place to be. But I also know if I absolutely need something answered on a Saturday it's a rare situation, time yeah. sensitive, that you will be there, even if you're on a boat drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I think those are the only times I don't think I've answered you on a weekend is because I was drinking and I would never <laughs> want to mix that. <laughs> also, anytime I've asked you anything on a weekend, I will text you. I, like Sometimes it'll slip me. I'll be like, I just got to fucking slack her because I'm going <laughs> to forget about this on Monday. But I'm trying to create a system where I write. Now I write in my to-do list things to tell Danielle for next week. Um, but if it's ever time sensitive on a weekend or after hours, I always text or call yeah. the team. Yeah. The email was good over the weekend though. Cause then I came in Monday morning and I was ready to go with all those, oh, yeah. all the little things you needed. So I tried was, something new. I good. did my emails on Sunday cause it was piling up a little bit. It was piling up a little bit. Okay. What do you think? This is an interesting question. Just came to me. What? Cause you know, I don't plan for, you know, I don't, I don't like 
in advance plan for stuff so much. I like being on the fly more. What do you think the biggest challenge is that you and I face in our jobs together? Like the work that we do together. What's the biggest challenge? I know what mine is right now that Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, but what do you see as our biggest challenge or something we could improve on? Oh, God, this is hard. You want me to go first? Yeah. Mine is that I just kind of throw shit at you and then you do them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that creates a chaotic work environment Mm -hmm. and it never allows me to feel stable and as if the job's getting done the right way again if we have to do it again, if that makes sense. So what we started talking about today, like implementing very clear things that you just do that mm-hmm. I don't have to instruct or tell you to do. It's right. just in the background, we have ways of doing things, if yes. that makes sense. That's, I think, our biggest dynamic challenge or how we're going to make the Emotional Entrepreneur podcast run well. We're coming out with the Emotional Entrepreneur Next Branch in August. Mm-hmm. How I can continue, because I am still the CEO of Scout's Agency and mm-hmm. do all the sales and the finances and the leadership stuff, etc. Okay, sis, like how we can keep all those buckets organized is I think yeah. now starting to get a little bit more on the uh, on the uh, order of operations, systems. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But that, yes, I think our new system that we're going to be creating and working on I think is really going to help us. But also, um, I think just the fact that we were never fully in person can be kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. And now I think that I'll be in town every Monday working in person with you and the team. I think it's going to be huge because now if we need like a longer period of time to like meet and go over something in person, I think that'll really help because over Zoom, yeah, we can talk all day, but it's not the same as being yeah. in person. And you obviously have a very busy schedule, so I can't always get your attention on yeah. on like other days. So I think being in person and really just seeing each other, I think it's going to be a game changer for us and um, all the plans that we have coming up for August. I agree. Um, does my schedule scare you? A little bit. A lot of it. <laughs> Recently, it's been a little busy. <laughs> but it's all good things, which, yeah. is, which is good. But yes, I... Because I, Danielle organizes my schedule, guys. <laughs> she puts everything in there. She does all my scheduling. There is a lot. And then things slip in last minute, and I'm, I'm like, pray for Scout. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's our problem. I think we... We put stuff in the calendar that I can handle, mm-hmm. but then there's always three things that come up last minute. Yeah. I have 21 clients, yeah. randomly one will want to talk to me, and there's no way I can be like, my schedule is booked for three weeks. It's yeah. like, I could talk to you tomorrow, yeah. right? So I think we need to get better at probably, I was gonna but say. then I'm like, what do we move? What do we move? Like, there's yeah. not that much excess. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a couple things, but not much. Yeah, it's just a lot of your meetings take time. And I always want to preserve your energy so you can work and can focus on... Let's talk about preserving my energy. (laughs) That's a whole conversation to be had. (laughs) Am I a low energy or a high energy person? Well, in the office, you're high energy because you're so excited about what you're thinking about and what you have planned and what you want to get done and what you want to do next. So I see the high energy all the time. But then, of course, like... You have your lulls, especially during the pregnancy right now. You've been very calm and not calm, but like you're more mellow. You're mm-hmm. a little sleepy. Yeah, and depressed. We'll just put that out there. No, just, well, eh, maybe a little. Uh, just because the sleepy and the slowness is a new operating yeah. that I am not used to. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not your, it's not what you thrive on. I feel like you thrive so. on being busy in the office and yes. expanding Scouts Agency and the emotional entrepreneur and working yeah. towards the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's been hard for me. That's mm-hmm. been definitely hard for me. Yeah, and it's also kind of been hard for me because I love seeing you <laughs> in that. But I'm so excited for the baby. I'm yeah. overjoyed. She's going to be the best assistant. I know. She's going to be your assistant. <laughs> it's going to go me, Danielle, and then the baby girl. <laughs> when you sent me a story of Lauren Ireland oh with Lauren and her baby and Lauren's assistant, you were mm-hmm. like, this is going to be us. I was... <laughs> losing my mind because I never thought about that and I was like uh-huh. that is gonna be us that it's is amazing and then Luna of course we can't forget her yeah she's always around <laughs> she's just she's like part of the team yeah she, she works here um I'm gonna leave my baby at home with a nanny and Luna will still come with me so <laughs> Luna will feel extra special yeah in those still moments like she's the main focus yeah because she is the main focus 
So tell me what a day in the life looks like for Danielle Doan, executive assistant and brand manager here at Scouts Agency and the emotional entrepreneur. So first thing I love to do is just go through my inbox, clear it out, make sure there's nothing in Slack, of course, like make sure you didn't Slack me anything or anybody else um, doesn't need anything. And then I love to go through my inbox, just clear that out, start fresh. Um, and then I'll start doing all like the random postings for social, like whether it's Scouts Agency, your personal like LinkedIn or um, the emotional entrepreneur, I just get those out of the way. Um, and then from there on, it kind of is different every day, just depending on what we're working on. Like right now, it's the emotional entrepreneur. Yeah, don't say it. Big plans, next big launch. So it's been a lot of that. Um, yeah, it's honestly just random. It's so different every day. I don't even know. But I know. Sometimes I'm like, can you do sales outreach? <laughs> can you finish this project for the emotional entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Can you take this call for me? Can you go to UPS? Uh, can you go to UPS? So, Danielle, let's just make it clear. Danielle is my business assistant, but there is one thing she will do for me personally, <laughs> and that is do my returns because I'm incapable of returning. Like, I canceled Rent the Runway because I have to go to Nordstrom's and return the clothing. I'm doing it today. Yeah, Never again. I can't. It's, okay. it, it, and it's not working for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm so bad at returning. And then I'll email her like five times and I'll be like, did, did that shop up? Did you need anything from me? And you'll tell me. Like, how many times do I forget what you tell me? <laughs> There's a, once or twice. Oh, it's okay. That's really nice of you. No, it really isn't that much. It'll just be like, oh, can you send me that link? I feel like that's a reoccurring one, but links get lost easily. But Yeah, that's that's something I do do. I am not very great at spending the time to find links. I ask like to a Google Doc or an Excel sheet or whatever. I ask the team over and over and over again to send me the pitch or to send me this because yeah that's okay you have other things you're busy with everything else so yeah okay to conclude I want to talk a little bit about the assistant position because I think that it has had either a reputation or it conjures up an image or there is a very different type of assistant relationship that one would think of when one thinks of corporate America or one thinks of the movies or Uh I remember there was this TikToker reel and the woman's like the boss is going to her kid's birthday and she typed up the changes on the PDF on her desktop and she's just berating the assistant for not having it but there's no way for the assistant to have it because she saved it on her desktop laptop at home and the boss is just like a little little uh, troubleshooting on the fly next time would be great (laughs) Um, so I think that I think that the only, such a beautiful um, comparison to our relationship is I really believe Jessica Zweig's, uh, who is the CEO of Simply Be, and her relationship to her assistant, Brian. Mm-hmm. I really feel as if the work that you and I do transcends this very limited, very basic view of what an assistant is, mm-hmm. which like, sure, you do my calendar and you might return one thing a month. Yeah. But for the most part, you really are the executor and the operational advisor of every project I have mm-hmm. you're supporting on yeah. so it's it's an assistant but it's almost like the the right hand yeah. to all of my projects can you talk a little bit about that paradigm shift almost and and mm-hmm. the this is a really big eye-opener to any entrepreneur listening who is thinking of hiring an assistant and has a very basic view of that which is random admin work like you Mm -hmm. can hire a VA from anywhere to do that kind of stuff or to do your calendar even Mm -hmm. but to really hiring Danielle hiring you was the best decision I could have made because it allowed me and my output to magnify times a hundred because I had the support to execute on all of my projects Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to just hire a VA for like 10 fucking dollars out of Asia or whatever right Mm -hmm. or in South America or whatever it was and never have a connection I wanted someone who could help me run my projects and my business with me and that's really what you do yeah talk a little bit about that is all that resonating for you a hundred percent I not that assistant is not I mean Let's be honest, assistant is like never a glamorous term. Yeah, it's not. No, and I feel like when people think of the word assistant, they think of someone who's going to get their coffee, their lunch, go out and grab whatever from the store for them, but that's like never been the case for us ever, yeah. um, which I love because I'm actually getting to see an insight into your mind, into how you do business, into 
also with the podcast, like how you learn to do business because then mm-hmm. it's teaching me things that I would have never learned. And that's honestly how I found you was, or why I said yes to interning with you is I would just wanted to learn from anyone who would give me any experience, any knowledge. And I just love that I'm able to see in the nitty gritty too of what deals you're doing in business, what, what podcasting is like, like the whole industry, how sales work, how you sign new clients, the ins and outs of Scouts Agency. Like I'm really getting to see everything, even though Scouts Agency work is not usually my top priority. It's mostly the emotional entrepreneur. But then again, with the book, I got to see, I fucking learned how to launch a book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love that I'm, yes, I'm your assistant and I would never trade that title for anything else. But I, I love that I'm seeing so much more than yeah. just the basics of what Gelson's looks like to get whatever. Yeah. So. Also, it's such a it's such a hot tip for anyone who is starting their journey and mm-hmm. maybe wants to be an entrepreneur but doesn't want to jump in immediately or does want to just work in a business that they love. Mm-hmm. I always tell people straight out of college, go find a business that you like, a small business run mm-hmm. by a woman and be her assistant because you will be in the room in meetings that you would never be in the room with. Mm-hmm. You will see all facets of a business. Mm-hmm. You will not be confined to intern work where mm-hmm. you are, um, where you're, you're not, you're not in the rooms with some of the leadership team, right? Yeah. Like being my assistant and I try as much as I can to illuminate parts of the things yes. or what's working for me or, Hey, this is because we did this, etc. Mm-hmm. But being the assistant of a female CEO whose business mm-hmm. is growing and is in the first couple years, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is the move. It's the move. I totally agree. And I would 100% recommend that to anyone who's like just graduating college yeah. or looking for looking to pivot in their career and just wanting to try something new. Um, also, like you've expanded my network so much. Just oh, y- really? meeting people you work with, meeting your friends, uh. meeting new people you're doing business with. I feel like even that alone is so great to then be able to call on those connections. If you, if I'm with still with you or not still with you, like don't say those words. No, I will never That's leave like you. That's like saying Voldemort out loud. So I would never leave you. Are you getting the, the that reality be- that shall never be named? <laughs> <laughs> the potential reality that shall never be named. Hell no! If I left you, the day you leave, you need to shake me. Yeah, the day you leave, um, it'll be a rough day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna host a funeral. <laughs> I'm going to take a week off. No, I'm just kidding. We're I'm, not doing that because no. that's not happening. Yeah, that's but, not happening. And if it were to ever happen, I will support you and everything and make sure you are so set up and call all of my network to rally around you and it's not happening. Well, thank you. But no, that's not happening. But even as an intern, you never had me grab coffee for you or get anything no. for you. That was never the case. So I loved that just from the get-go. It was always you're here to learn and do business and like do it with me yeah. like it was never yeah you were never I was never some some stupid errand like yeah. errand girl yeah. yeah so for the entrepreneurs think about investing in an assistant who yeah. actually helps you biz like grow your brand and manage your business on a day-to-day 100%. that VA part-time independent contractor shit just in my opinion does not lead to a foundational business it just doesn't there's no way that I could trust someone I had never met or someone that I was paying cheaply that's a VA or someone that wasn't fully invested. Like I've said this on the podcast before and I'll say it again, W2 employee full-time, do it, invest in it. Your team is everything. So mm-hmm. for any entrepreneur who's thinking, do I need a personal assistant? Your everything expands because then mm-hmm. you can focus on the things that move the needle forward even further mm-hmm. while your ideas and the projects and the business are being run and managed and handled really beautifully. So it's amazing. And then for anyone listening in college who's graduating and looking for a job, email yes. a brand that you admire, email and ask to be the CEO's assistant. Do it. It's it's like if I, if I graduated college, if I was graduating college, that's the move that I would do. LinkedIn is your best friend too. Oh, is it? Don't forget it. Especially when you're looking for new jobs and that's a great way to find entrepreneurs who you admire and connect with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never on that thing. That's you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's end this with where do you see your position and this business going? Well, I'm super excited for our new launch in August. It's so hard because I want to talk about it more, but I can't. So. Imagine being me. This is like, you know when you see those influencers like, I'm finally able to tell you and everyone rolls their eyes. No, it's a real it. thing. That's a re- Now you know. Because I you, roll my eyes at those influencers Me too. I do too. it all the time. <laughs> but I'm like, wait a minute. Like, think about it. 
like we did that for the book launch. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, we were so excited to say it. So this is, yeah. So I'm so excited to see where this launch goes in August. And I know there's going to be something new right after that launch hits. I know you're going to have a new idea. You and, mean a baby? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> but I know there's going to be next steps for the emotional entrepreneur. But I'm so excited just to see that legacy play out and just yeah. be all hands in with that and really helping run that mm-hmm. aspect of your brand. And yeah, I really, I'm just so excited for that and see what that, where that takes us. I'm excited for maternity leave because I feel like maternity leave is going to catapult you into a next level of leadership. I agree. Because I think, yes, for the past year, and I think we've slowly started expanding on this. It has been mm-hmm. more like do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Yeah. And now my goal with your role is to transform into a place of leadership where you come with the plan to Mm -hmm. me versus me coming to you with the plan. And I feel like we're starting to lay that foundation. But I feel like after maternity leave, I will come back to this second emotional entrepreneur project and Mm -hmm. you will know more about how it runs than than I do. I know because it was kind of weird the other day. Because it is an ongoing thing. (laughs) I was like teaching you how to work the website and stuff. So I'm I'm very excited. It'll be good because I need to learn how to fend for myself. I know I rely on you a lot and I'll... Ask, I ask a lot of questions, which asking questions is good. That is, if we had like a Scouts, uh, you know how like in the Girl Scouts they gave badges? Yes. <laughs> or I'm going to make Danielle a sweatshirt that says, I just have a question real quick. <laughs> like at the end of every team meeting, it's like, Danielle, she's like, yeah, I just have a question. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Danielle, what is your question? <laughs> but I think that's something that I instill in kind of the whole team, which is mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, you in the beginning, do want them to ask you a million bajillion questions because Mm -hmm. you can answer all of them. And then there is a point where it's better for them to figure it out on their own, which is, I try to do it in a nice way that's not patronizing in meetings. Like if you ask me a question that I know you can know the answer to, I'll ask it back to you and give you a second to think about it. And I think that's a good way to get like that practice going. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to ask, make, make the person think, which I think is good because I'll need to fend for myself while you're away. And I think it'll be great for me and my growth. Yes, it will be. I love you. I miss you, but... No, as if I'm not going to be slacking you all day long. (laughs) Um, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Scouts Agency, I know you say you don't work a lot on Scouts Agency, but you do a lot to support my role in Scouts Agency. And Mm -hmm. then you do a lot on the Emotional Entrepreneur. This ship doesn't run without you. So I love you so much. I'm so... Grateful for you and I'm um, grateful for you. You fucking saved my life. No, oh, I love you. Um, I don't know. Tell people where they can find you. you can do you want to build out that personal brand, Danielle? <laughs> do you have your LinkedIn set up? What's your Instagram? My, you can find me on Instagram at Danielle Doan. D O A N E. It's public. Yes, it go is. follow her. She's super cute. It's like so cute. It's to die for. Um, okay, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. And um, are you ready to go back to our meeting that we? Uh, kind of cut in between because we have more to delegate and figure out yeah okay let's go okay bye everybody bye